sun on her face and the touch of lover's hands the pain that comes today to you then goes away and we are homeward bound and I And good morning, everyone, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie, with the Irish coffee and the Nutella pizza. How are you today? <laughs> good morning, good morning. Greetings from Newport, Rhode Island, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, Pam saw, I, I tweeted out earlier this morning as I was preparing for the podcast, uh, my breakfast of champions. Um, we actually got Nutella pizza as a dessert last night and, um, had leftovers. So I figured what better way to start the day than really beautifully crafted pizza crust with Nutella smeared all over it and strawberries. (laughs) If you haven't tried it, it is definitely worth the try. Um, and then of course I have a coffee um, with a little, I, I, I corrected it a bit, as my friend from Venice says. Um, they say that when you correct your coffee, that means uh, that you put a little bit of um, alcoholic enjoyment into it. And I have a little Jameson's making it an Irish coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading and taking in the, what is, it says on the mug that I'm drinking out of. Make today count. So I intend to, um, starting with our podcast. So it's good to see everybody. I'm so happy that Shell and I saw Ashley was on earlier and Brenda and Ellie, dear Betty, I thought of you driving through the Bronx in the rain, pouring, rain. <laughs> pouring, pouring rain. I think of you every time I drive by, uh, the exit for the expressway, um, when I'm heading North and, um, Diana, but I wasn't sure. I, Diana, is it Diana or Diana? I wasn't sure. A lot of my Spanish-speaking friends would say Diana, but I wasn't sure, so I thought I would ask. And Anna's on as well. Good morning, good morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brenda says, I mean, who needs a pizza crust? Just strawberries and Nutella for the win. I mean, hey. I could eat the whole jar. Brenda there is no greater truth than that. Honestly, I could sit there with a spoon. It's so bad, but so good. Um, yes, Betty said, yes, we had a lot of rain on Thursday. I think it was hitting the entire Northeast. And I think I drove as it was moving up the coast. Mm. Um, actually, it wasn't too bad when we got here late, late, late on um, Thursday night, Friday morning. It was pretty good by that point. So I hope everyone's having a beginning of a good weekend. Hopefully it'll be a little calm and quiet. As Anna says, a good chilly morning. 
Yes. Yes. And is... good afternoon, Franca. Franca, so glad. I was talking about you on my drive up, Franca. Um, my friend may be having business in South Africa. And I said, oh, I have a friend in South Africa. She listens to our podcast. So I'm so happy you came to join us today. Mm. Um, she says, hello, Pam, Leslie, and everyone. It is blistering hot here today, 30 degrees Celsius, way too hot for spring. Wow. That is really hot for this I time of year agree. in your neck of the woods. Wow, Franca, keep cool. Make sure you hydrate. Of course, I would love to be there because that's my kind of weather. I like it really hot. Um, oh, Brenda's having a spa day. <laughs> oh. I wish. <laughs> yes. I wish. My sister came Brent home from work one night this week. I think it was Tuesday night. She said, oh, I had the best massage today. And uh, I was like, okay. She, it was a deep tissue massage. She said, I, I, am, I am just a bowl of jello right now. So. Oh, that's so good, Hope Brenda. Enjoy, enjoy every moment because you deserve it. That's wonderful. A spa day. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and um, actually, my friend who I'm traveling with, who has the place up here, it is her birthday today. So we're doing fun birthday, having a fun birthday weekend for her. And she is currently um, at a spa getting a facial. So nice. Very I, nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice way to start her birthday. Her mother called her really early in the morning just because she wanted to be the first one to wish her a happy birthday. So it was really cute. Um, and then, you know, her husband and her her sisters are called. So it's just, it's been nice for her and she deserves that as well. Um, Franca saying, happy to hear your friend is coming to South Africa. Mm -hmm. I've just made myself a refreshed affogato, mm, vanilla ice cream with espresso coffee poured over it. That's one of my favorite things, Franca. Mm. I, I could go for that. I could definitely go for that. That sounds wonderful. That would be refreshing on a really hot day, mm -hmm. a very hot, hot spring day in South Africa. Ah, so good. So good. Any ice cream with coffee, especially coffee ice cream, is is right up my wheel, right right in my wheelhouse. So, yes, that's my absolutely. Favorite. And thank you, Shell. I will send birthday wishes to my dear friend Chris. That is very kind of you. What a beautiful day to have a birthday. It's uh, in this part of the world. It's going to be a high of sixty-eight degrees which I'm forgetting what's Celsius, but it's a very comfortable temperature mm -hmm. and it's beautiful, beautiful sunshine, a gorgeous fall day. So yes. I'm glad she's having a nice day for her birthday. So speaking of nice things and fun friends, mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. the latest from SR, Pammy? The latest from SR world is uh, pre-production for Gabriel's Redemption is ramping up. Uh, he's been in touch with the, with Tosca about casting and locations, etc. Very exciting. And he also posted on Facebook on his author page the call for extras from Dado Productions or D-A-D-O Productions, who will be helping Passionflix film in Florence. So some of the European readers may have a chance to join. And as I went back and forth with Kenzie the other day, because you know, Kenzie thinks I'm 72 years old. 
a joke. It is a joke. It's, it's become she a joke. knows. She knows. She just likes to tease you. And uh, I said, uh, you know, I'm I'm too old for any of it. So, hey. <laughs> Let alone have EU or, or working papers in Italy. So, um, then uh, also that he's finished, a, he just finished a giveaway on Gable's Promise. There's uh, bookmarks on social media. And uh, he he will be having some others coming up in the future, so keep a watch out for that. Uh, and the filming actually begins in October, and uh, he's excited about the fact that we'll start seeing photos, et cetera, very soon. So. Uh, we and Betty, I'm actually only 37. <laughs> You're 37. <laughs> I am 37. I thought you were 36, Pam. <laughs> well, well it's, it's been 30. And, uh, I stopped counting 37 years ago, so it's the anniversary. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Pam, are you 45? What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> and Betty mentioned I was once given a massage and it was the most painful thing I experienced. So no more massages for me. Betty, a recommendation is just to let them know you, you would want more of a Swedish or a gentle massage because there are certain massages that are um, much more um, pain, <laughs> painful than others. Um, yes. So yeah, I wouldn't you, give up on it, but no. I would just... Make sure to uh, let the person know um, that you want something not um, not as intense, because some of them really will work work out kinks in your muscle and really uh, put a lot of pressure on. They do. And uh, if if you're not looking for that, it's very painful. Yeah. If, if you're yeah. trying to work something out, uh, it can um, it really can help if you do it um, in that manner, but. And a hot stone you got to do what's best good. for you. Hot, uh, hot stone massage is good too because hot. you know it just warms up the muscles. A yes. There. So they're not really. Oh, that sounds good. Me now personally, I wish. the harder the massage, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so the harder, the better for you, Pam. Usually, yes. But I mean, I had massage. Well, I had a massage one of the deep tissues one time, many years ago, where I was actually bruised. Oh. Yeah. Well, they say I had I had one a couple months ago because I was having a I ha was having an issue and um, I needed someone to work out a specific um, tight knot in my back, mm -hmm. and he did a lot of pressure, but he said, "Now I want you to drink a lot of water." Yep. Um, cause that will help you not have pain. And he also had suggested, um, you know, having a, an Aleve, um, just to try and mitigate it. And I, I drank a lot of water to try and it, it worked, but the, he gave specific instruction on what to do. Um, and it did help me. So yeah, and I'm Betty, loving Betty. No, it was not Christian Gray that was giving me the massage. <laughs> oh, but don't you wish? <laughs> this type of massage would involve the might have been, <laughs> might be a little bit more inclusive of other things, but no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This was this was yeah. definitely a you know, let's get those hands and heels of your palms and your thumbs right into those knots. It yeah. I, and it was when I was having some back issues because I, my dog at the time, Kelly was 14. She had to be lifted 
upstairs, downstairs. Just there was a lot. She had a lot of issues, and it was pulling uh, the one muscle in my back, and it was just very painful. So I, that's why I went for the massage to begin with. Well, that's. It can be very therapeutic, and yeah. Anna noted one of her caseworkers is also a massage therapist, but sadly, she's now having nerve damage in both arms from her 20 years of practice. She was that. phenomenal, but taking a break. Yeah, that's one thing. They have to really balance that because it is a very physically demanding job, and I'm sorry as well. Betty had noted she was sorry to hear that, and I hope she's um, able to heal. Um, that can be really tough, and having that repetitive motion can really be hard. Yep. I see Ashley's back on and Nadia. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening from wherever you are. Mm -hmm. um, and Betty's very excited because of the filming. She's can't wait for Teen Paul in Oxford. I'm so, sure. Mm, Did James yes. say whether he was going to Oxford or not? We should ask him. We should. Or if they're filming his scenes in Atlanta. We'll have to see. Um, and Anna noted that her friend's doing cupping now, which is easy on her and very helpful. Yes, that's a, a lot of massage therapists can offer that as well, yeah, which Patty is good. Yeah, Patty has that done too, and, and, and she's got these nice red marks all along her back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's just part of the process, that's right? That's true, that's true. Walter is sending his greetings from somewhere along the stairs. In the, in the living room, so. Yes, yes, Walter. So as you remember, um, before last week, two weeks ago, because last week we had our podcast uh, celebrating mental health, mm -hmm. uh, World Mental Health Day, um, two weeks ago, we began chapter two of Gabriel's Redemption, and we are finishing, <laughs> I'm laughing now because Anna says she's hoping Spoiler Man comes through with many pictures. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Julia will uh, and maybe spoiler woman, even Tosca might uh, be able to surprise us. Um, so we're we're about ready. Uh, we're into chapter two. Julia had been incredibly stressed out and exhausted uh, from trying to be the woman who does it all, um, as I think a lot of us can relate to. Mm -hmm. um, and Gabriel's like, you know, just let's tell me about these things. We can, you know, I can, I can get someone. Gabriel, who has the money and resources, is happy to throw money at the problem, right? So he's like, look, let me find someone who can help with cleaning, and I can help with, you know, he was offering to step up and do things for her. Um, and he was very concerned because he just really wants to support her in every way he can. So he um, told her, really, just focus on your paper. You know, that's all you need to worry about. We have company coming. We'll, we'll take care of it. <laughs> Betty says, poor Julia. She needs Becky at her side. <laughs> I'm sure she, so. she would have loved to have had Becky down in, uh, in uh, Selen's Grove. I'm sure. I'm sure. And Betty saying, Gabriel, how about you wash some dishes? I think Gabriel would have stepped up and did some some of it himself if he needed to. I'm sure he, he just has, you know, he has the luxury of not needing to. Yeah, and you, you gotta um, be careful of that fine manicure that he just got too. So. <laughs> well, as we begin the 
our, our second part of the chapter, Gabriel, as you might recall, went out for a run. And so he's just returning back from his run. Julia was still sleeping soundly. And he laughed because Julia had one foot sticking out of the covers. <laughs> um, she didn't like it when her feet got hot, so she always kind of stuck her feet out of the covers when she was getting too warm. Well, you got to have your toes free. Come on. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was very, I was inches away from asking SR that question. And I was like, no, I just didn't feel right. <laughs> I just didn't feel right saying, do you put your feet outside the covers or inside the cover, covers? I felt like that was a little too personal. It might be. It might be. So um, I am a tuck my feet and every part of my body under covers and lots of covers because I'm always cold. So that is not an issue for me. So he just, you know, was looking upon his wife and um, he gently covered her feet um, as she was sleeping because she probably was fine now. And he showered, dressed and went downstairs to grab the list because they came up with a list of to-dos and um, grocery shopping was one of them. So with luck, he'd be back with both a maid and a completed grocery list. And uh, Betty's saying, I do that too, but then sometimes my feet get cold and then she gets cramps. Oh, I didn't even think about that, Betty. That sounds painful. But I have a lot of friends who will do that. It, was, it's, it is a good way to cool off. I do that uh, sometimes too, but... When my, if my feet are really cold, then I, I'm cold. Yes. And Nadia, I see, is going to uh, uh, go uh, between a hockey game and a football game because she caused a few minutes uh, while she's out and about today. And she wanted some me time with us this go. morning, which is so lovely. And I love that there's more. Um, we have a couple, couple uh of our listeners who are in and out between hockey games and soccer games and band competitions. So I'm glad you could take a little time to join us this morning, Nadia. And if you Thank have you. to leave early, remember you can always listen to us where you listen to your podcasts. Um, and Betty wants to know if Julia snores. <laughs> Shell said, it's a gentle sound, I'm sure, Betty. <laughs> and Betty says, we know Gabriel snores even if he won't admit it. I don't think Gabriel snores. I don't think he does. That's my opinion. He might. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he does. I, I. I. I can see him as not being a snorer. I'm lucky to not have a snorer sleeping next to me, which makes a big difference. Um, you can't always. You can't always uh, choose that though. Yeah. <laughs> so. So at 11 p.m., Julia descends the stairs. She found Gabriel in the living room reading. Um, he was in a leather club chair, his feet resting on a footstool, and he greeted her. Why, hello there. And uh, Julia is asking what he is reading. I know Betty. Betty says in the book it says he snores. I don't remember that. I will have to look. I think, he does. does he? Yeah. I stand corrected. I, in, my, in my, vision of, my vision of Gabriel, he doesn't snore. Well, none of the characters are ever perfect, so, you know. No. Well, he's stuff. far from perfect. I didn't think snoring was one of his things. Um, <laughs> Gabriel purrs gently, Anna says. 
<laughs> I like that uh, description, Anna. And Julia talks in her sleep. That I remember, but in part because she had such horrible dreams of Simon. Um, Ellie's saying, band stuff that is non-playing today. Kids volunteering at a mattress sale, and then I'm volunteering again at the college. CSUF football game as a cart driver again. Mm -hmm. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I hope you have lovely weather and great time, Ellie. Betty's wondering if Paul snores. (laughs) She'll sing like a freight train. (laughs) (laughs) All that country air. Yes. Um, (laughs) And Franca Franca asked if I'm envisioning Gabriel or Julio snoring. (laughs) Oh, Franca, you are funny. I actually was envisioning Gabriel, the character, not Julio, the per- human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would be a good question to ask Julio as well. Um, maybe Julio's calling Pam right now. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it says telemarketer. So, um, you know, we do have the uh, elections coming up. So it's like. Yes, every every five minutes. Between the emails and the telemarketers and just. Mm-hmm. Anna says that Paul actually moves. <laughs> That's so funny. And Ellie says it's a little cooler here today, only 87 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, Ellie, it sounds like you and Franca are uh, experiencing the same kinds of weather. Absolutely. And Betty said, well, James did wear a cow pajama at the movie premiere, so it could be a possibility. <laughs> this is true. Paul in, uh, or I mean, James in the cow uh, onesie was a sight to behold. There are pictures online of him with that if you need to, if you need a good laugh. He was really, really having fun at the opening um, night of Passion Con when they did the premiere of Driven uh, season three. Um, <laughs> Betty said, I thought it was the boss calling Pam to let her know if Julia snores. Unfortunately, Um, no. Oh, so speaking of Julia, you know, she asked him what he was reading when she came downstairs after her day of uh, academia. Mm -hmm. And he said, The Way of the Pilgrim. Julia asked if the book was good. And Gabriel told her, Very, and asked if she had read J.D. Salinger's Franny and Zooey. Um, Julia asked, told him a long time ago that she read Franny and Zoe, and she asked why. And he said, he told her that Franny reads the book in the story, and it troubles her. And that's where he first heard of the book. And again, I, how cool is this, right? So it's a book referencing a book in the book that we're reading, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, again, SR the Great didactic writer teaching us all kinds of things through his writing. And Julia asked what was the story about? And Gabriel told her that it was about a Russian Orthodox man who learns what it means to keep praying without ceasing. And he was reading to learn what he learned, what he learned about it. And Julia asked if Gabriel was praying for something. Um, So when he responded, yes, rubbing his chin, saying that he's praying for many things to become, many things such as to become a good man, 
a good husband and some way and in some days in the future, a good father. So I'm seeing in the chat, Ashley saying she's checking out her new computer sound. It's so much better. I'm so glad to hear that. And Betty's saying, sadly, Gabriel's not reading any romance novels. No, because he's too busy starring in them, Betty. And uh, words within words, Shell said. And Betty says, only the boss would write about a book within a book within a book, right? That's true. I know. That is true. I love that. You know, he's referenced so many books throughout the Gabriel series, um, you know, and this is just another example. And we actually asked him, you know, the other book he mentioned is The Hound of Heaven in this mm-hmm. chapter. And we asked him why did he include these specific works. Um, and Frank is saying, again, I can't help wondering if SR was a professor of literature. His knowledge of books is incredible. <laughs> I mm-hmm. would not be surprised, Franca. Would not be surprised. Um, and Betty's saying, me, <laughs> cough, cough. So what? A father? You know, like a dog father? <laughs> You can't really mean a, you know, like a father with a baby. Um, How about a rabbit father? (laughs) It could be. Well, there are all kinds of fur babies, right? That's correct. So, you know, we asked SR about his selection of these particular books. And he said, I think both The Way of the Pilgrim and Franny and Zoe are interesting books and worth reading. They emphasize pilgrimage and change. And I don't know, has anyone in the chat read any of these books? I'm just curious because. Um, I think, I think, I don't remember. Obviously, I read Granny and Zoe many, many, many years ago. I feel like you did too, Pam. I think you. Because I, I picked up on J.D. Salinger, especially with Catcher in the Eye when I was younger. Right. And I may have picked up on his book too, but I, it's again, it's. I, I was not. I'm not particularly fan of Salinger's. I he went to um, Valley Forge Military Academy, which is when I was in oh. school, when I was in high school. I drove by that on Thursday. You did, and mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school, we used to get in, the girls used to get invited to the dances over that they would have. It's an old boys school, so they have to have some social, uh, you know, interactivity and. I know he went there, and I just, I don't know, that whole scene was, like, foreign to me anyway, but that's, uh, it, it, I don't know, he he got really nasty at the end, towards later years of his life, and it just, he moved up to, I think he was in Vermont or New Hampshire, and he wouldn't allow anybody on his property, and was constantly suing people that happened to come across it, and, right. So I, you know, I don't know. I, if I did, I just, I just don't remember. Well, uh, most of the, most of our listeners in the chat have not, but Betty says, don't tell the boss. Um, <laughs> I haven't read it either. Actually, I haven't even read A Severe Mercy and I had planned to read that a long time ago. Um, but, you know, I think, I think it really is interesting and not surprising that he chose two books that talked about pilgrimage and change. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think it's really, especially at this point in book three, 
it's so reflective of where Gabriel is at this point. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it underscores what he's trying to show in the character development. And I just think that's super cool. Um, Betty said, I did read The Velveteen Rabbit. Maybe Gabriel should join Paul's book club. <laughs> <laughs> And Franca had not even heard of any of them, and she said she'd have to check them out. And I see Floor just joined us. So good morning, Floor. We're talking about Chapter 2, the last part of Chapter 2. And um, I don't know if you saw when you joined exactly. We talked about the three books that uh, SR referenced in the chapter. And uh, Pam may have read one of them, but most of us have not read any of them yet and they were uh, mentioned uh, because they emphasize pilgrimage and change so they called the way of the pilgrim franny and zoe and the hound of heaven and i think um, we were just saying it was really cool because he referenced uh, one of the books references another book and he did it within his book so it's kind of like very clever of him to weave that in well, um, as, and also as a, as a uh, reference to Salinger's school, uh, Valley Forge Military Academy. I don't know how many of you ever saw the movie Taps. Mm-hmm. With, I think it had um, Sean Penn in it. Or, oh, yeah. And, very intense. Yeah, very intense. But that was filmed at Valley Forge Military Academy. That's right. I remember. Yeah. And so just to that was in the 80s. Yeah. 84, I think it came out. But mm-hmm. just Betty clear. says Betty says she tends to read a lot of romance novels and Shell says growing intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, socially, and personally are strong themes in SR's books. Absolutely. And hundred percent show. To, I still have not been able to get into Severe Mercy, just it's too close to home. Yeah. Because I, I did start it. I just I couldn't I had to stop it. So Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Franca says um, she's with Betty. She likes to keep her reading light with happily ever afters. Too much sadness in the working. Too much sadness in the workings already. I like losing myself in the romance novels when I need to relax. Mm-hmm. Me too, Franca. Me too. And Flora said I have not read any of them either. I must add them to my list. Very clever, SR. We are always learning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she meant sad- sadness in the world. Franca said. Yeah, we and, got the gist of what you were saying, Franca. Yeah. And, you know, like here, here you know, these books are showing a, a, a growth for, you know, when you're searching for your spiritual side and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, Julia suggested that they were all on a spiritual journey and just some are farther along than others, which tends to be the case with everybody on a spiritual journey. Yes. And uh, she took the book and she put it down and climbed in his lap. And, and she's like, you know, well, maybe we chase God until he catches us. Which is, I love that line. I do, too. It's an, interest, it's an interesting one because I think um, in anybody's spiritual journey, there comes like a light bulb moment for them. Mm-hmm. And some it takes longer, so others it doesn't. And that's okay, too. But, uh, yeah. So I think when, you know, God does catch us along the way. Uh, This sort of made Gabriel laugh and saying it sounded like the Hound of Heaven or something like that. And he told her that many things that he admired about her 
was her compassion for human frailty. Julie reminded him that she does have her own vices, as perfect as we want to be, I think we all do. And uh, she looked around the room and she's noticing how clean everything is and the carpet's got those vacuum lines in it. That always cracks me up on those lines. Mm -hmm. And the air smelled of pine and lemon. And she, she thanked Gable for finding someone to help and how great the house looked. And she was able to get a lot of work done on her paper, which is great. Yeah, and actually, I so Betty, um, I think what happened was he, she actually came down at eleven p.m. Mm -hmm. She wasn't she wasn't sleeping the whole day. She woke up and then went working straight on her paper. Because mm -hmm. um, I did the same thing. I, I thought the same thing at first when I was looking, and I was like, oh, oh, wait, no, she. It was kind of a time skip from when he first grabbed the list. And then when they came back, it was at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and Betty said, I've also read some sad novels thinking they will be happy. And then I get the curveball. I know that's the worst. Mm. And Anna notes with, with literature, she's the same as Franca. I want an escape yet. I do analyze these characters. Like I'm writing case studies. I should get CEUs for reading. That would be a great, that would be a great course, Anna, right? You yeah. could, you could have uh, selected readings um, in literature and then have the analysis. That would be a fun way to get your CEUs. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Franca is, said, go ahead, Pam. Frank is asking what a CEU you is. It's a continuing education unit, I believe. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Anna? It's, it's, uh, you have to keep your educational credits um, to, to, to maintain your license. Yeah, I believe that's my, what my, it stands for. My, a couple months ago, my sister had to renew her, her nursing license because I think it renews every year, every couple of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, before she could take the test, she had to prove she had taken so many CEUs. So for like an entire weekend, that's all she did on the computer all weekend. Yep. <laughs> That's what a lot of people do. They'll block out time and just knock them all out at once. Yep. So, uh, so and go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, good. So Gabe, Gabriel responded and asked how she was feeling, and she, she was feeling great. And she had also enjoyed the dinner he made her. So, see, he does have a, uh, a home street, uh, you know, a homemaker streak in him that he cooks. And I wonder if it was spaghetti uh, a la lemon or whatever it is that SI makes with the shrimp. No, well, that yeah, it's like pasta what, with lemon, lemon and yeah. shrimp. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, he said she, that he, he thought he had, she hadn't been hungry when he brought it up. And she said, no, she'd finished it, but she'd run into a problem with her paper and was trying to figure out where, where everything was, but she did eat it. Um, you know, she, she said, but it helped her if it would seem as if you were the brains behind her paper because he had offered to help her. And, you know, that, that gets into, and especially in their relationship, it gets into a, a, um, a strange spot, him being the Dante specialist that's tenured and her studying her doctorate. And, well... She may read his publications. She has to make her own conclusions of what's going on for her paper. 
mm-hmm. doesn't want the ideas that he has reflected in what she's writing, which I can, you know, that's understandable. I think that's always been a big concern, actually for both of them, mm-hmm. um, not having his academic uh, achievements overshadow her her or color hers like she she needs to form her own identity and her own right Mm -hmm. and I know she was very concerned about having you know the rumors uh, of you know he's she's only successful because she slept with her professor type of thing um, follow her along her academic journey Mm -hmm. but honestly just having Catherine Picton and it's part of the mix, you know, because Catherine wouldn't have any of that. And Catherine wouldn't vouch for you if you weren't That's very um, true. She wouldn't. knowledgeable. And nor would any of the other professors. And the way she handled herself, I think also the way she responded when she was at Oxford the last time. And, you know, on her feet responding to questions, that was all her. That's not, you know, Gabriel feeding her lines that was her, and I think that scene really helped to establish her identity yeah. as someone who was smart. And you know, and she she's you know she's talking to him about it, which is great, and which she's got to do. But she's also concerned because, you know, Paul, hello, <sighs> Paul's been in California to lecture, it and Krista was there. Mm-hmm. And you know, Krista's still the very in her her very. Uh, nasty, jealous ways is putting out all this stuff because she never got what she wanted from um, Gabriel and how, you know, she, she, that Julia's just, you know, going off on Gabriel's stuff and she's having, putting all these rumors out there. Right. And, um, you know, Gabriel was like, he was, he was taken back by that a little bit and saying, you know, she's already, she's already in trouble, but She's not progressing in her program. She was sliding back, if anything. And that Columbia had made her role enroll in, in the infill program as opposed to the defill in Italian. And uh, he had already spoken with the head of her department at Columbia. So if she slanders, it's at her peril, which she tends to do. Oh, and by the way, when were you speaking with Paul? <laughs> <laughs> exactly and, Bet- and Betty's saying let's take a moment to enjoy a mental picture of Paul yes which is funny <laughs> which is very funny that is very funny so but so we asked uh, SR was Gabriel hurt as well as offended that Julia rejected his help regarding the paper and he responded that I think Gabriel was more offended than hurt that Julia didn't won his help, but he also thinks that he admires the fact that she wants to do it on her own. So, that was Gabriel's uh, wonderful, uh, you know, I think he really does admire what she's doing and how well she's working at all this. So, uh, Julia told Gabriel that, um, Paul had emailed after the conference, and uh, he went into the conference, and and that's where he saw her, and, and the, the, heard the rumors that she was spreading. 
So Gabriel said he had not read the paper uh, yet, and they have spoken about Guido so much that, you know, maybe uh, Julio could have helped her because, you know, all his, they're back and forth. And he asked, also asked her if his book had helped, and, and she said that yes, but she had been taking a different tact. And Gabriel was like, well, you know, that could be a double-edged sword because you're doing this and you're doing that, and, and you know, everybody, everybody admires, you know, independent thought and everything, but established methods are there for a reason. So I don't think that's a good thing. So I think, um, yeah, Leslie lost us, so she's trying to get back in, just as an FYI. Um, so, well, so hopefully she'll she'll come in. Uh, and then, uh, so he's narrowing his eyes at her. As, you know, she the she, she just worried about what he thought, and he promised to be supportive. But the best she could hope—that's the best she could hope for. But now she told him, I need you to take me to bed and cheer me up. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that entitled, entailed. And uh, so Julie's like, well, you know, it could take your mind off the troubles. And tantalizing me with your naked body would help. And uh, he's, he, she's, he says, well, you know... Um, I could work, but maybe, uh, but if you're not, he's, he says he's not ready for bed and she says, well, then maybe I'll have to go and she stretches and she's looking at him and then, then I'll just have to go cheer myself up. And that, that got him. And, uh, so there you go. He runs up the stairs and he's racing up the stairs with her. So I don't know what happened to Leslie. It looks like she may have gotten lost here a minute. And let me... She said, yep, the Emersons are keeping busy. Which they are. Which is fun. So let me see if I can... Oh, she's on hold. That's why. Um, You might want to try going off hold, Leslie. And uh, let's see. Yep, it says you're on hold. I can't put you on hold. It's not letting her call back. Oh, no. So, in any event, let me see if I can attach her to this. So, it's been. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. She's going to have a good time up in uh, Rhode Island. And uh, we're doing all kinds of stuff today. I've got Phil today. Marlene's been in the hospital. And I am going to be getting her out of the hospital today. So let me see. And I think I lost you all. So. Got her back. I think I'm back. There you go. There we go. Apologies, friends. Um, in full disclosure, I got a call from... Um, it looked like the hospital. So I went on hold mm -hmm. to take it. And can you believe 
they hung up, there was no <laughs> call. And instead of being able to resume back, I was not able to get off of hold on Skype. So sorry yeah. about that. No worries. Um, <laughs> Betty, if you come back, we'll give you more Nutella. <laughs> um, sorry for the interruption there. Um, I didn't want to risk. No, I, I know. Yeah. So, so, so he chased her back up the stairs while, you know, she wants to be, have her tensions released. <laughs> With a Gabriel I think massage. <laughs> that's not, uh, there's not a better way. Um, there's not a better way to go um, on a tension relief there. I, I love the true. fact that Julia was the, in, you know, the instigator. I thought that was really well, fun. You know what? They, she's grown a lot. Let's mm-hmm. face it. She has grown a lot. And with her, being able to do all this, it helps. Uh, you know, it's just the way SR writes. I mean, it's like any relationship you get into. At a certain point, you're very secure in everything that you know what you can do and what you can't do. And, you know, and, and most, you know, Gabriel enjoys being the pursued as well as being the pursuer. So, and I think that's true in all relationships. I do, too. I do too. It's a balance. Um, and I think she also truly appreciated him allowing and working to help her mm-hmm. focus on her studies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been such a concern of hers um, and such a passion. You know, this is her goal and objective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been. The fact that he was kind of helping to clear hurdles to make it happen, I think it's really good. And Merry Christmas to you, Franca. Yes, only uh, nine weeks away. But who's counting? (laughs) I just like being the instigator in the middle of the summer when it's, uh, you know, six months away. Guess what, gang? (laughs) And I get told to shut up. So, anyway. <laughs> well, it, it remember, we were planning our schedule for the rest of the year, and that was two weeks ago, if I recall. And I counted 13 weeks till 2023, and I just almost, <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost fell over. I couldn't believe it. We are definitely uh, winding down 2022, and I'm hopeful... Um, I'm hopeful that we can continue to have a good rest of the year. I know, Betty, I'm not ready to do Christmas shopping either. I just want the music. (laughs) And Nadia just wants Hallmark movie. Yes. Well, your wait is almost over. The wait uh, is almost over. Countdown to Christmas, October 21st. No, Pam. No, less than a week now. That's right. Because it's October 15th. Yes, it's coming next by this time next week. The Christmas countdown on the Hallmark Channel in the U.S. has begun. NGAC family, NGAC family. That's the newest one. A lot of the Hallmark actors went over there. Not that I know anything about that. (laughs) I don't know. 
Uh, Betty noted that Gloria Stefan just released a Christmas album this week, so I guess Gloria heard Pam's Christmas clock. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I have to laugh, <sighs> though. I, I do laugh at this stuff because, you know, everybody they, they filmed the Christmas specials when we were kids. They were specials like Dean Martin would have one or Fred Sinatra or whatever and off your TV and they would film them uh-huh. like June uh-huh. have all the fake snow and the, the heavy sweaters and the whole nine yards going so. <laughs> I know well as, as Brenda says it starts now um, yes to Hallmark Laura says and uh, Betty says who needs Halloween or Thanksgiving right Hallmark don't care about other holidays it's all about Christmas and finding love <laughs> Christmas, finding love, and how many Christmas cards can you buy and ornaments for your tree? (laughs) Exactly. No, I love the fall. I love Halloween. It's such a great time of year and so much fun. I love dressing up, you know that. Lots of theatricality and... I love the creativity that comes with it. I'm not into the scary. I'm not, I'm not a scary Halloween person. I'm like a fun Halloween person. Um, and then Thanksgiving is really when just really all the, all the goodness with all the goodies. So, and that's actually my favorite holiday. Yeah, no, I know. But Christmas is always fun. Um, and Brett is right. Yeah. Um, they do have fall movies on Hallmark right now. Yes, they do. Um, and uh, Betty says in the winter, they film the summer films, bikinis in 20 degree weather. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's their schedules. <laughs> it's their schedules. And I know, Betty, we know you're kidding. I love it. I just love all of it. Yeah. And Anna says early Sunday ladies breakfast, pumpkin Belgian waffle and whipped cream, pumpkin drizzle topped with a slice of pumpkin pie and the best thick slab bacon is so special last sunday was the red velvet waffle spectacular this is becoming an addiction to g&g oh anna yum 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 that sounds really great you're making me hungry you're making me very hungry see i do like some of the pumpkin stuff that stuff i would totally eat everything you mentioned is great and flora's saying they usually have a christmas movie every friday in the off season they well, there, do. There well, that's their brand. They, they that's their brand. Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but yes, I, you know. Yeah. It's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always fun. And we all love love. I mean, that's how we uh, kind of uh, came together with this beautiful book and this beautiful author. True, so True. But these movies are becoming a little bit more formulaic. Where... <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> They've yeah. always you know, they've always been. It's the same story. Girl goes home for the holidays. She stays there because she's found the high school sweetheart that she forgot about when she went to the big city. I, I And, you know, and they live happily ever after. Basically <laughs> is what it is. And I'm like, it gets, that gets kind of uh, crazy. But I do watch them. Yeah, I still continue to watch them. Well, I like them finding the different settings and finding different ways, you know, putting different slants on the same kind of trope. Um, and Betty says, I th- still think it's funny that in the films, even the bathroom has Christmas lights or Christmas <laughs> tree with ornaments. Well, <laughs> she says, I draw the line in the bathroom. <laughs> I usually have do. little towels. My little hand towels will have um, 
Usually I have snowmen, and that way I can use it beyond Christmas. I use it into winter. Well, you know, I don't But that's as far as I go. (laughs) There's never been Christmas lights in the bathroom, either my sister's or any bathroom I had. But (laughs) in my own homes. But I did have, you know, all kinds of Christmas decorations in there. I would change the shower curtain every year. Of course. Of course, and I had a Santa toilet seat cover. <laughs> I can see that. And now, Franca's saying we don't do Halloween in South Africa or Thanksgiving or get the Hallmark Channel. We'll have to watch Netflix and listen to my Christmas collection of Christmas CDs. There you go. I love Christmas and go all out to decorate our home, mm-hmm. even in the, in the blistering heat. Can you imagine that, my American friends? I know I always try to, you know, ever since I was a little girl and learned about the difference in the hemispheres, I always tried to imagine, and being in the northern part of the U.S., because in like South Florida, it's sunny and beautiful on Christmas Day. I always tried to imagine what it'd be like to have Christmas in warm weather. And it's so different. But I've seen your pictures. I've seen Susie's pictures, Mm -hmm. you know, having a holiday picnic on Christmas Day at the beach, you know. And I just think it's such a different experience, but it's also such a beautiful coming together. Um, It's so, so neat. I'm sorry you don't get Hallmark or access to Hallmark Channel. But some of the movies or the types of movies are on Passion Flicks. I don't know if it's out now, but... The the Halloween or Halloween the holiday movie that Tosca directed on one of them for Hallmark is on Passion Flicks or was on Passion Flicks. I think it still is. I think it's so. That's always it. it Kind of gives you an idea of the types of movies. Yeah, of the types of movies we're uh, talking about. Uh, Nadia's saying, my time's up. Thank you for letting me catching, catch up with oh, you this morning. So Have a lovely, lovely day, Nadia. Enjoy the games. Um, <laughs> Brenda, I have no doubt that you have decorations all over your house. <laughs> um, she says decorations in the bathroom, but not lights. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, lights, I, I draw the line at lights in the bathroom. But, you know. <laughs> Anna says, you know what you're getting with Hallmark? Same plot, a tad of angst, happy ending, idyllic setting. Well, my, and actually, my favorite are the ones where the prince or a princess comes and arrives in, into the picture and then they go off into happily ever after land in some crazy <laughs> castle in some crazy town. But as far as, you know, I can remember as when I was a teenager, my parents um, were possibly going to move to Arizona. And <sighs> I, I think I was about 16. And at that, you know, at 16, you know, the, the, the fact that you have to leave your high school friends for anything. Oh, I know. Was traumatic, was traumatic stuff. enough. But not to have a cold Christmas, cold and as, you know, I, I know uh, Kez in Perth is always saying, oh, you got a lot of snow where you are. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> cold, <laughs> but we don't get a lot of snow. And, uh, you know, I said, what are we going to do? And my, and my father was like, well, you know, we, the house that we buy, we'll have a pool, and you can go be, be out in the pool on Christmas Day. And I'm like, he's just trying to make it all better for everybody. We didn't move to Arizona, <laughs> by the way. We, we stayed where we were. But, you stayed where you were. But it was uh, a scary thought at the time. <laughs> 
the floor is loving uh, those two, Pam, the princes and royals. Uh, Betty's saying those princess stories, though, are so unrealistic. They make me laugh. Oh, I know. Well, the one I know, but they're great. It's just fun. It, it's just so much fun and and light and like you like I, I think Anna noted. You know what you're getting. Um, and sometimes that's just you know, yeah, you just a little bit of fun and there. fun and warmth. Now the the best one is called a uh, crown for uh, a crown for Christmas. It's got Dana <laughs> Mc, Danica McKellar and Rupert Penry Jones in it. Rupert Penry. Oh Jones yes, did um, has done some. Uh, I think he played Mr. Darcy or not Mr. Was it Darcy? I don't know. It was a Jane Austen. I know that, or uh, or maybe it was Jane Eyre. I'm thinking of. But in any event, he played. You know, so he's done a lot of really classic British stuff as well. Yeah. And he's also played some really good villains. He was in uh, one of the last, I think, one of the Batman movies that came out uh, mm -hmm. last year. So because he get he got killed off in the movie, I remember. Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's a lot of good actors um, that will make uh, cameos or, or do one or two Hallmark films. That's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, The Princess and Royals, you know, speaking of which, one of the books that are optioned by Passion Flicks is Royally Screwed by Emma Chase. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to when they do that production. Um, that has such a good... Uh, a good story and the characters are so fun. Um, if you like those kind of royal plots, mm -hmm. uh, stay tuned for that because when, when they work on that one, it was optioned and I, I know Emma Chase is very excited about uh, getting to work on that. Um, so I'm hopeful maybe that that's something they'll film in 2023 because um, it, it will be really, really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And Flora is saying, yes, Pam, I love that one. I watch whenever it's on. I love Danica's Hallmark movies. Yeah, she's in a lot of good ones. Yeah, she just went over. Again, I don't know why I know this. But <laughs> she just switched over to GAC, signed a contract with them, because she'll be able to do some producing as well. Oh, so very, very good. I need to check out GAC. I have not been on that. Uh, mm -hmm. I've not been paying attention, as you know. Um, Betty saying, if Paul had a Hallmark movie, it would probably be called A Cowboy for Christmas or With Love from Vermont. That's true. <laughs> it could be that, too. I love A Cowboy for Christmas. That's great. We'll have to pitch that to, well, uh, Eric Johnson, Paul, to, Eric, to James. Eric Johnson from The Nick and from Fifty Shades fame, Fifty Shades mm -hmm. Freed, he did one where he was a cowboy. Mm. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he also did the Mrs. Merkel one uh, where he played. <laughs> <laughs> Franca says, ha Betty, why a cowboy? He's a dairy farmer. So shouldn't it be a milkman for Christmas? <laughs> Shell saying a very Vermont Christmas. Oh, that's another good name. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, Anna was there. saying that her Halloween decorations were her, her, um, all of her flowers that have not survived. And she said, even her mom's died early, a few sprigs of flowers among brown stems. I know, I think it was from the, the, the lack of water. And now then we got soaked and drenched. It's, mm -hmm. um, 
Betty's saying, I know, but Hallmark would want to make Paul more sexy by making him ride a horse while watching the cows or something. (laughs) I just think the idea of of James portraying Paul on a cow is hilarious. (laughs) This visual in my head, I can't get out. I can't get out of my head now. That is so funny. Well, maybe they could do, he could do a, uh, um, join, uh, what's that, Yellowstone. Yes. Oh, that would be great. I love that show. That is a good show. It's coming back, I think, in November. Yes. I saw. Yes. I'm so excited. Obsessed. Hopefully you'll get to see that at some point, Franca. Hopefully it'll get onto Netflix or another streaming service that you can get. Um, it has Kevin Costner um, as kind of the patriarch of a family of ranchers in modern day. Modern day, and uh, it's really spectacular. And the scenery. Even if you don't want to follow the storyline, because it, it is very, you know, it's a little soap opery. Um, I, I kind of feel like it's it's a western mixed with The Wire or The Sopranos. You know, it has a real dark element to it. But it does. It does. The but scenery, it's just even watching the scenery. It's it's so gorgeous. It's uh, the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just a gorgeous state. All the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Betty says, I would name the movie All I Want is an Assistant Professor for Christmas. <laughs> and Christmas at Dunkin' Donuts with Paul and Allison. Now that, you're making me hungry now. I haven't eaten yet. I know. I know. So. Well, and on um, <laughs> on this, I'm going to be thinking of James riding a horse all day now. Thank you, ladies. Um Oh, Franca, I was talking about it's a series called Yellowstone. I'll, I'll type it in. You could probably see it. Um, it might be on Prime on demand. I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. I, I know the network now that's running it is Paramount Plus. It, there is a streaming service. I just don't know if it, it's offered internationally. Um, but if you look online, type Yellowstone and Kevin Costner, you'll see what I mean. Um, it's just the, the images are so beautiful of that part of the world. It is. Um, <laughs> Shell saying Allison's like Bruno. We don't talk about her either. That's right. <laughs> Great reference there, Shell. Uh, Anna's saying, if you're hungry, Pam, look at the G&G Facebook pics and drool. I know. Uh, I know. I know. We have to come out there and go there. That would be super fun. That would be um, well, I thank you guys. I'm sorry I had the little technical glitch there, um, but I'm glad we had a chance to talk about Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And um, looking forward to Chapter 3 next week. And we have a special guest uh, the following week. We have uh, Mango, uh, Susan Seward's coming on. There, she's one of the authors of a new anthology that Argyle Empire, Morgan, you know, Jennifer and Morgan Locklear are putting out. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. Yes, that and will be, uh, it's a haunted anthology on Halloween weekend, so you will not want to miss it. It's going to be great, great, great having Susan on to talk about the story that she wrote, the anthology itself, and all things SR, because mm-hmm. as many of you know, she is one 
like Ellie, in the chat, she is one of the muses, the original muses, um, SR knew um, way back when, when they were all together writing and reading in the fan fiction group, um, along with E.L. James and Helena Hunting. So it's always going to be great to uh, catch up with her. You can also pre-order this book. It's Ghosts and Gravity is the name of it. Yes. Yes. And it's uh, actually a uh, benefiting uh, Vets Sports, which is a organization for uh, veterans, which is a, a great thing. Yes. And in fact, I'm going to put the link to Ghost and Gravity um, in the chat box right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have... Uh, Chance, highly, highly recommend. I haven't read it yet. I'm looking forward to reading it. And again, a great way to support. Oh, shoot. It didn't, the link didn't copy. Um, it's a great way to support a great cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I will get the link in here. Yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to talking to her about it. So mark your calendar because that's going to be a special. Um, we're going to have a special time on that podcast. There's the link to the book. Um, Ellie's suggesting that we all learn from SR and Julia to be more charitable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all the anthologies benefit a different charity. Ellie noted Bet sports is the one this time. And Frank is asking, when do our clocks go back in the USA? November 6th. Okay. I was like, I need to look that up. I know it's November, but I'm not I, sure when. Well, I only know because I have a letter from the church that had Patrick's funeral service that um, I you, that I can join in and take a candle to the altar for all souls and uh, for those who have passed away this year in the parish. So that's the only reason why I know. <laughs> well, that's helpful. Yeah. Yes. And we turn the clocks back fall back, spring forward. Um, so thank you for asking that, Franca. Um, so we're on the same time for the next couple of weeks. And then November 6th is when we, um, yes. Yep. It's, that's my birthday weekend. Yes. So although my birthday is Monday, the seventh this year, um, it will be, uh, good to know, it will be. Yep, Shell. They changed daylight savings. It's November now. It used to be a little earlier. Mm-hmm. I so, know. Yeah, all, this whole thing is crazy. And then I heard that they were going to do away with standard time and everything would be daylight savings time. I'm just like. Just it hasn't. Nothing's been decided up. yet. Yeah. But I know it's really hard for our international friends to figure out when, you know, the Ember Zooms are. Or, and I think today's Ember Zoom, I think I saw Jennifer and Cran, uh, Jennifer, who is Cran, and MJ will be uh, hold, hosting that. Mm-hmm. So, all and right. So today we're going out with a little bit of a Fleetwood Mac, Rhiannon, well, one of my favorites, actually. Nice. Love this song. Love this song, so. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, and we'll talk next week. Yes, take care, 
and have a lovely, lovely rest of your weekend and a beautiful week. Thanks for joining us.